Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers here on Friday. Yes, the weekend has arrived, or it will do, in about 45 seconds, um, at which point we can crack open the beers dead on five. That's right, I'm on the export gold again um, today. We'll crack that open, I say, at five o'clock on the dot in just 35 seconds. Wow, what are we going to talk about today? Well, there's quite a lot, actually. We've got some, a new sponsor for the All Blacks uh, and all the teams in black, um, World Club Cup. To talk about uh, King, King Kane or uh, Sam Kane playing for King Country, at least. Um, we've got some news about Razzie. We've got some predictions for the weekend. And also the Fijian Drua have announced some players as well. So it's a packed, packed, packed lockdown beers and rugby chat today. So, folks, hope you're all keeping safe. Hope you're all following the rules uh, and getting vaccinated as well. I get my second jab tomorrow. And uh, yes, 58, 59. There we go. It is five o'clock, folks. Close those work applications for the weekend and start winding down uh, because, yes, the weekend is here. Let's stop that work. Let's leave the gas in the glass. There we go. Don't want to be burping too much. And um, welcome, Mr. Stephen Harris, onto uh, the show as he uh, drinks. Hey, how you doing, sir? Yeah, not a lot of gas in this tea pool, but good to, good to be on the show. I had to push it a little bit to get here, but I made it. It's the end of there the we week. Go. Yep. Got your work done for the week. Fantastic to see. Uh, and there you are in your Northland cap. Unfortunately, no rugby for Northland this weekend and no rugby for Auckland either. But hey, boy, folks, up in the 09, um, look, I know you're doing it hard, but hey, I'm with you. I've got my Auckland jersey on um, today um, for you all. We've got the North Harbour jersey up there as well in the background. Uh, I don't have a county's jersey, but uh, I can do with one because obviously they're all now out of the NPC. But you never know, we might be able to have a Super City Club, Super City Cup. Um, but uh, more on that in the future as uh, we're allowed to do more things, hopefully, um, he says. So, folks, get vaccinated, then we can do more. Do it for your far now, do it for your family, do it for the uh, do it for your country, all of that stuff. So, there we go. Um, Stephen, how have you been keeping? You're all nice and safe. Yeah, no, no, pretty good out, out and about today. I must admit I went out to – the 09 is quite a big city, so I went out to the other side of uh, Auckland today to do a, do a couple of jobs out towards uh, uh, Howick. That's in the eastern suburbs of uh, Auckland. must admit I hadn't been into that area f- uh, for a few years, but listen, it was just good to get out and about <clears throat> doing, a, doing a little bit of <clears throat> work out in the marketplace and sticking to the rules, et cetera. But, yeah, yeah. Good boy sticking to the rules there. Apparently, the Wallabies touring squad has been named. Sorry, Joshua, I've not seen that. So uh, we'll have a look at um, at that um, uh, tomorrow, um, that one. Um, And, uh, yeah, Joshua, you're quite right. All the Auckland players and staff have got uh, vaccinated, but no go, unfortunately. Um, But, hey, we'll move on from that story because uh, it is what it is. And there's not much we can do about it now, to be honest. So the World Club Cup, have you uh, seen that apparently um, as the... um, uh, the Europe, the head of European rugby stepped uh, stepped down. He talked about it, uh, and also the Highlanders come out and say they're excited about the idea of a World Club Cup in 2024. Wow! Mm. Um, uh, I'm not sure how this is going to fit into the calendar, um, <laughs> but um, uh, and, and how this fits with play welfare, playing more rugby. 
for our top players. Um, so I can hardly see it being a Highlanders without or a Crusaders without. They're all blacks um, taking part in that sort of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm yeah a bit dubious about this one. I, I think uh, international rugby is for international teams. I'm, I'm not I'm not a big World Club Cup thing. What about, what's, what's your views on this one? Yeah, well, you, you pretty much hit it on the head at the start, Paul. Uh, where do we find time? We're already having a, we've had enough had enough issues trying to put together a, <clears throat> a full year-round season. That's everybody's uh, pretty much aligned in the same stars. So let's go and chuck something else in there, in the in the in the mix as well uh, to go along with uh, rugby twelves. Now we've got World Club Championship. I I, I did see an article <clears throat> on uh, on stuff, and uh, it was with the uh, former chief executive for the Highlanders, Roger, Roger Clark. And he basically is, uh, has come out and said that, listen, he's pretty excited about it. And he thinks there's some, uh, apparently there's some uh, serious horsepower behind it as well. So uh, obviously uh, that's, that's, that spells money. And sometimes <laughs> money at the end of the day can just overlap even the worst ideas in the whirlpool. Well, yeah, Clark says, I think they're hoping that, that seasons will align in 2024. At the moment, they don't. No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and um, I'm not quite sure why um, they suddenly think that it all get fixed in in, uh, in three years' time when there's um, zero talk from anybody about aligning, calend- about aligning calendars. But there you go, folks. Who knows um, what may be going on behind the scenes in all this? Because let's be honest, rugby is known for its transparency. We know all the things that are being discussed, don't we, folks? Um, not. <laughs> um, so yes, um, I see. I don't think Stephen Clark is apparently yes. As, as, as Joshua has Stephen removed um, Roger Clark from the Highlanders. I think he's. I don't think he's former. I think he's current Highlanders person. So, yeah, um, I stand to be corrected there. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, like that's how much the article actually captured me that I didn't read it properly. <laughs> uh, the review says, well, one-off fixture between the best club in each hemisphere each year. That could work. Yeah, they're not talking about that. They're talking about also including Japan and uh, all the other teams. So who knows um, what... Actually, um, well, what I might have got my wires crossed, and I think I was probably thinking more along the lines of the uh, the uh, departing European professional club chairman, Simon Halliday, who's definitely departing his, well, uh, yes. his post. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, but look, it's... Uh, I, I, I think unless you've got an alliance season, it's a non-starter. Uh, and the the more we try and cram in for our top players to be playing, to me, it's just that's just more damaging for them. I mean, where at which point, yeah, where does where does player welfare fit in with this? The only competition in the world that seems to have made any concessions to player welfare or, or to uh, to this kind of thing is um, the United Rugby Championship, which actually will be playing less games or less rounds. Um, than the Pro 14 was. So at least they're heading in the right direction. Everybody else seems to be adding more games. Uh, as I pointed out the other day, uh, the All Blacks are going to play more test matches this year than they've ever done before, uh, equaling their record um, in... Sorry, that's not quite true. So Sorry, they're going to be playing a record number of game test matches here, equaling the record they set in 2008. So, um, yes. Um, interesting for that one. Um, and sometimes it would be interesting which hemisphere moves into summer. Um, well, look, at the moment... Uh, the if we look at how the seasons are, uh, look at what, what what games we have. So basically, we have domestic competitions in Europe, which have basically just just kicked off. So they kick off in what um, uh, August, October, uh, sorry, September, October time. Um, or they yeah, they, they all kick off in September, um, and they'll run through until basically June, uh, because the international window opens in July, and then which where we have our summer to, our, our mid year tours. Um, and then you have after that the championship, and then obviously the November tours. Now, the Super Rugby kicks off in what was it January, February, and runs through until June. The same time, so it starts much later, but it finishes at the same time as European domestic competitions do. So, in theory, if you could get them both to just finish a few weeks early, you could use that that, that June wind that June you could use that June window as your uh, all the teams would be coming off the end of their season, so they'd be equally. Uh, from a strength and conditioning and from a, a, a preparedness point of view, they'll be about the same. So that's where it sits. The question then is, how do you get everyone just to uh, finish four weeks early so you can fit this in? <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. Um, but that's, that's, that, that is pretty much how they're going to try and fit it in on that one. Um, 
Sun, uh, Sun Kane is will be playing for King Country. There's a bit of a, a, a bit of a concern there that the extension of the Waikato um, sort of uh, level three area would have stopped it. Uh, but luckily enough, the game's in Taupo, which is outside that region. Uh, and uh, King Country are losing four players to carving uh, because uh, their cards need feeding and they can't find anyone else to do it. Um, and that sticks them inside the level three area. But uh, King Country can get 22 players, folks, from the match day 22. So the game is going ahead. That's got to be good news, Stephen. Oh, ab- absolutely. And um, listen, it's almost like, uh, you know, probably the, probably the, the real winner. And it's, it's all about being geographically in the right place. It's been Heartland Rugby because it's, it's just trucked along uh, uh, seamlessly. So it's, it's given rugby at that, you know, if you're not getting your fix of rugby, it's a good opportunity. To, if you're in one of the bigger centres, like, for example, in Wellington, and you want to see some uh, extra quality rugby, just shoot up the road to, to Horofanua or something, somebody like that. Um, or, or probably a better analogy is maybe Counties Monaco if you wanted to pop down the road and watch Thames Valley, Thames Valley play. Um, the, that's the hub down there, isn't it, Paul? It might be, but don't leave Counties Manukau to and, and and cross the no, border. No, no, Thames sorry, Valley. Stephen. Oh dear me, here you are promoting promoting the spread of the. Oh dear, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, boy. sorry, lost my, lost the plot there a little bit. I do apologise. <laughs> all these anyway. Uh, so yes, yeah, so look, folks, um, watch all the telling. I was going to say all the. This is where I'm, I'm about to about to about to have another rant about New Zealand rugby and uh, their inability I'll, to. I'll, I was going to I was going to say, Paul, just before you do. Um, all the thoughts of the guests of uh, <laughs> NZ Sport Radio are not necessarily the thoughts of the uh, station themselves. <laughs> Just thought I'd better get that in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, folks, um, <laughs> the uh, um, so yeah, South Canterbury looking very good in the Heartland Championship. Um, I'll be honest with you, you're following closer than I am. But yes, they did have a big win over King Country last week. Last weekend, I think it was. Um, uh, King Country is on Sky Sports 2 this week. Absolutely, it is. That's right. So Sam Kane, the All Blacks captain, will be playing his first ever game in Heartland Rugby. And it will be on TV at the same time as the Farrah Palmer Cup Premiership Championship championship game. Because you know what? We're trying to promote women's rugby. Right. Okay. Rent time. <laughs> Seriously, New Zealand Rugby. Your scheduling is poor, to say the very least. Putting this, putting, putting Sam Kane in a game that we all want to watch, and putting it on at the same time as the Farrah Palmer Cup Premiership Championship game between uh, Canterbury and Waikato is a bit silly. Let's be honest. There's plenty of time on Sunday to play that game, so why, not, why didn't you put the, the Farrah Palmer Cup on Sunday? Um, I understand the King, King Country boys might find it difficult to change Sunday because there's a lot of uh, amateur players in there, but the Waikato girls have already flown down to Canterbury. Would it be any different flying back Monday rather than Sunday at the end of the day? So, um, yeah, look, New Zealand rugby again uh, saying they're trying to promote women's rugby, but they've withdrawn um, 14, is it 14 or 15? I think, sorry, 15 Black Ferns from the Farrah Palmer Cup Premiership Championship. So we've got 15 of the best players missing. That's the whole side. Um, and uh, you've um, and you've also got to put it against Sam Kane. Uh, playing his first ever Heartland Championship game as I mean as the All Blacks captain, one of the most important players in the country. Uh, oh, it just does my head in. Um, <laughs> they just they just can't um, think about these sort of things uh, on on that side of things. So yeah, um, annoying, uh, but um, it is what it is. Um, and uh, uh, I'll be I'll, I'll be trying to watch the. Uh, the Farrah Palmer Cup Championship, so I'm going to miss Farrah Palmer Cup Premiership final, so I'm going to miss Sam Kane's game, but I'm sure somebody on the New Zealand Sport Radio um, guests will be watching the Sam Kane game and we'll be able to bring you some reports as to how it goes um, on that one. Um, World Rugby is not much better than New Zealand Rugby because, you know what, we've finally got a date for Razzie, Razzie's um, hearing and um, it is at... Uh, the um, end of October, from memory, uh, look it up. Yeah, October 30th and 31st. Jeez. I mean, for a game that was played back in July, <laughs> for an offence that happened in, was it July or August, or early August? I think, it was, I think it was July, end of July. And it's going to take them until the end of October to sit down and talk about it. 
What a farce. Seriously? Mm. Whatever your view is on what Razi did, whether it's good or bad, taking this long over deciding it is a joke. So, yeah, World Rugby moves at a glacial pace, uh, unfortunately. Um, and everyone will have forgotten about the uh, video by the time it gets around to talking. <laughs> and all you're going to do is just bring the video back to life and get it, give it more publicity. Everything is, yeah, poor. Anyway. Uh, I, I agree. They could have killed it very, very quickly. And unfortunately, Paul, it, it's, opened the, <clears throat> it's opened the doors for a lot of comment, a lot of conjecture. And, you know, to me, the game could do without it in the same way we can do without basically people who are not involved with the with the actual playing playing of the game on field, giving handing out advice to, to officials. R- really interesting. I, I'm very good friends with a, um, a very good club referee here in Auckland. And um, I had a good chat to him about, I asked him what he thought about meeting with teams before the kickoff, maybe talking about scrum engagement, cadence, little, little, little things like that. And he said, mate, they should just do away with that. It is, it is what it is. I, you know, I don't think even be, even pre-games that captains or coaches should be speaking to officials. We, you know, we see these officials on television all the time. So we've got a fair idea how they actually referee the game or officiate the game. So I don't think there's a need to actually meet with them at, at the beginning of the game. These guys are professional rugby players. You know, if you're having an issue with the official, I don't think there's any reason why you can't get a, a, a an official into one of your training sessions and go over some, you know, maybe some, some pointers or if there's some issues that you're having within something that you're actually doing during the game to actually sort out at that time. I I, I want to see rugby go away from that, Paul. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, the 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 two separate look hour long interviews with the head coach and stuff. Sure, I think the five minutes, five or ten minutes after the toss, where the uh, referee tells the captains a few things, I think that's worth it and that's worthwhile. Um, just like you're getting, just like you're getting community rugby, where you have you have the toss. The referee says, "Look, captains, I don't want any of this, 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 and this. Go and tell your players. We'll kick off in ten minutes, kind of thing. Um, that kind of stuff I think is okay. But as you say, yeah, an hour, an hour, an hour with each." with each head coach and their entire legal team saying, please, can you look for this? Please, can you look for that? Please, can you give me an explanation as to around this? this? Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe you can have a once a week where all the international coaches get on with the head of world world refereeing, and he goes, right, folks, over the last week, there were these controversial calls, and this is our answers as a group. And that's a video that goes out to all top, top, top head coaches, something like that. But that's where he tells them, rather than, they kind of and they, they can ask maybe send in certain questions that he answers, but try to drill drill a, a, a rep. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it all seems better at the top. Um, Simon asks if the if the Farrah Palmer Cup game is on Prime. I don't know because I've got Sky now. I don't have Prime because <laughs> I don't have TV in Ariel. Um, so I only ever watch um, the uh, Sky Sports channel. So I don't know. Sorry about that. Um, so anyway, that's the Razzie date. Um, the uh, Fijian Drua. Uh, have announced their next um, round of players, um, Stephen, um, and uh, one at least one that you uh, know uh, a little bit about. Yeah, yeah, Kalio Pasi Ulila Pekka, who um, came came north uh, earlier in the in the year, can play on the uh, tight head side of the scrum. Former New Zealand under twenties, but before he did, he actually played for the Fijian under under eighteens, and and back then. He was a very good size for a prop round about, round about that sort of mid 125 kgs, but uh, in the last three years has, has ballooned out a, a wee bit. But listen, it's just great to see that he's got himself back into into reasonable shape and obviously just done enough to to him and impress the uh, the Fijian coaching staff. So uh, yeah, f- fantastic and full credit to Kalio Pasi. I um, it, it's probably a, 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 some images that I won't share on. NZ Sport Radio, but they they were they were out there in the um, oh god, in, in on one of the social social networks, Instagram, and it showed that he's he's dropped a considerable amount of weight. So uh, listen, I think it can only be good for him, Paul. Hopefully, um, he'll get himself back into the body shape that he was maybe uh, two or three seasons ago. I'm not expecting him expecting him to get that and in, in that exact shape, but he's a really really good 
skillful uh, ball player, and he could be the sort of player could who could turn into a Charlie Farmuina like prop with that sort of skill set. Uh, so yeah, fantastic. That's um, see him there. He's twenty-two, uh, and adds uh, yeah another another youthful element. And that's and that's going to be. I'm just going to run through the the other players then. Um, Aposomi uh, Vota, uh, who's uh, twenty-five, who's a centre, um, has played again. Was part of the uh, Global Rapid Rugby um, Fiji Latui, and has also played for Fiji and Druridge, part of the the NRC. Um, Kitoni uh, Talinga, twenty-eight, um, who is a uh, um, Olympic gold medalist from Rio, um, not from Japan, which is interesting. Uh, so he's the only older one there, 28. I think his experience is going to be much needed as a fly half fullback. Um, also, Ayasa Nasili Nasilia, uh, who's uh, again 22, who's a lock. We're looking at a very young squad here, folks. So they're going to need um, some experienced heads around them. Uh, a, an under 20 Fijian player. And then finally, uh, no, sorry, two more. Um, Rosiati, uh Nazova uh, is a flanker, 25, uh, being part of the uh, Fijian Sevens um, and also part of the Drua as in, in the NRC. And then finally, um, Ratu Leone Rotasiolia um, is a 23-year-old uh, second rower um, from Australia. Um, played a lot of, uh, but has played Fiji in under 20s as, as well, um, but uh, played over at uh, in Sydney University. So a bit of uh, shoot shield. Uh, yeah. experience there with that one so um and and i was going to say successful too he's holding the shoot shield up as as, as well listen paul I, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a great thing for obviously not just um, moana pacifica but also uh fiji fiji Drua as well because you know usually the complaint in the past they never got to play against quality opposition all the time all of a sudden you're going to get a, a group playing week in week out quality football regardless of, of the results and man I'm, I'm super excited to watch these guys because we, we have a fair idea in terms of how they're going to play and um if it can make if they can make this crop or this group better players you know sure we're not expecting a, a heck of a lot in in the first year but you know i just i just sense collectively if these guys can improve oh boy um you know once, once they do return home to maybe play in suva Playing in their conditions up up in Suva, I tell you what, there's some. I can see some big headaches for some New Zealand and Australian Super Rugby teams if they have to travel up there to the islands. Yeah, and look, it's. Um, I think we've got 22 players now, folks, uh, and I've not seen one one European based player named in the Fijian draw so far. Okay, so um, look, when, this is not going to be like the uh, Haguares, who are effectively um, the uh, Argentinian national team. Uh, this is uh, basically, I say, you're, uh, the it's players who are already based down here um, playing rugby. Quite a lot of youngsters uh, involved in that. Quite a few sevens players involved in that. I think we've had um, one or two sevens players announced in every single one of the four waves of players we've had so far. So um, it's going to be young, a young and experienced side first up. Yes, they're going to throw it around. Yes, it's going to be exciting. But also... Uh, expect a, uh, a lot of frustration from some of these players. I've got a funny feeling discipline is going to be a bit of an issue uh, when they get behind and they're in, in, in the second half and they've been ground down by a, uh, a Crusaders pack or something or a Blues pack. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, um, it's going to be a bit similar to how we've seen the, the national team play um, a few times as well. Yeah, but I'll tell you I'll tell you what, they will be a highlights reel at the end of the season because I'd, I'd, bet, you do- <laughs> dollars, do- I'd bet you dollars to donuts. Yeah. So, um, Regardless of what that highlights reel looks like, there'll be some amazing, amazing try. And uh, you know, Mick Byrne, with uh, with his set of skills that he brings to a to a team, might be could be the ideal person uh, for this particular team, especially can, if he can gel with these boys. Yeah, no, uh, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Get Simon's a bit worried about. Yeah, how, how long people have Matt, have patience with them as they're losing? Uh, yep, yeah, no, absolutely. We we'll have to see that. But um, look, I mean. Aguari has lost for the first couple of years, but end up being Super Rugby champ, uh, Super Rugby finalists, like about year yeah. four or five. So, um, and we 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 stuck with them, didn't we? We didn't yeah. stuck oh. with, the, with with the um, with the um, Sunwolves because they weren't improving because they ended up replacing their squad every year. On, on um, saying so. that, on saying that, Paul, that first two years they struggled, but boy, every now and again, they came up with the magical wins. I remember that the Blues heading up to uh, it might have been Tokyo having an embarrassing. 
uh, loss up at that was either in Tokyo or Singapore, having an embarrassing loss, and that also Tokyo, but they, they they flew up there via Samoa or Fiji. You know, they spent the week the, the week before on the beach. That's not the Sunwolves' fault, you know. That's that's more. No, no, that, that, that was the Blues. That was that yeah, was the right, Blues preparation. Yeah. But I can also remember a victory that they had over the Chiefs at uh, Waikato Stadium. So, you know, if you got time and you got consistency, but I think that they were also sort of affected when they had players. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Pulled out for the uh, pulled out for the Japanese Japanese squad. A lot of the Japanese players were pulled out during I think 2015. I think it was. Um, so it just made it difficult. And all of a sudden, they were going they were going into the into the reserves. And uh, especially when they travelled, they they took a lot of tap on the road. If I could, if I could recall, so just give it. I think just give it time. And these guys, I, I tell you what, um, that's you know that's probably a little catch good catch cry for them. Paul, that you mentioned before, and you said it by mistake. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Um, with Joshua Scott's here, will the Drua be able to hang on to their best players when Europe shows an interest after they play in their first year? Look, the Fiji, the Fijian Drua are looking at paying super rugby rates uh, for their players. So they're getting paid comparable amounts to the New Zealand super rugby franchises uh, uh, the um, and also the Australian super rugby franchises. So they're playing that kind of rate money rate so players will be able to get paid more playing in europe hence why we're seeing those players not coming back from europe now will all the best players go to europe and japan no some of them will actually go you know what i'm earning a decent inning a decent living and i'm actually at home uh and and especially after year two when they can actually um live in fiji and play whereas in the first year obviously they're having to live in australia and play so again away from far now but um in future, when they can live in Fiji, earn a, uh, what it will, will be a very good wage for Fiji, I would expect, um, but um, uh, and, and and still be and not have to be away from wives, children, etc. Then I can see it being yes. Will they lose some players? Absolutely, they will. Players that want that that, that uh, players will have to make a lifestyle choice. Um, but um, so we'll just have to wait and see how how quickly that drain is and how uh, and how many players they lose each year. Uh, quite a few of the Super Rugby franchises in New Zealand don't realise it, but lose a, about 25 to 30% of their players every year, right? So there is quite a big turnover oh. in, New, in New Zealand teams uh, that people don't uh, don't necessarily appreciate. That really good point, Paul. A lot of, um, you know, sometimes we look out for the big ticket names that end up in either Japan or, or Europe, but uh, there's a lot of players that actually head over to the M, M, um, major, major League Rugby as as well, so and they may not be top. They might may not be your top draw players, but they are guys that are part of NPC development squads. So your next tier guys that that basically hit into that level of rugby. There's also other other places that they head to. Spain. I know there's a lot of Kiwis playing rugby up in Spain. Spain, like not your top level guys, but guys who basically um, feed the better teams. Yep. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll see, but say so yeah, I think that the, they'll, they'll do they'll do as well as 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 quite a lot of the uh, um, Australian New Zealand teams. Now, uh, well, no, actually, that's no, not true. They won't keep their top level players because they will go like a semi red rider. They'll go, but they won't be able to. Be able to it's not. It, look, we'll, we'll only learn and see. But it's it's the opportunity to earn a living playing at home. Uh, Paul, Paul, I was going to say the other side of it. 
you know, there'll be Fijian players who are currently playing in Europe. They might be coming to the end of their end of their contracts, or they might be just homesick. And I think they'll be watching the side with a lot of interest just to see how the side performs because it might be an opportunity for the, those players to actually find their way back to, to Fiji. I think there'll be a real brotherhood in this side because they are predominantly a, a Fijian Pacific Island side. And I think you'll see that same uh, brotherhood in Moana Pacifica. So, you know, when, when, the, when the heat goes on, I'm, I, I've no doubt these guys will play for each other. I think what we'll see actually here um, is uh... – Whilst, yes, the overseas players will look at how the players are, uh, how, how the team does. But what they will also be doing uh, a lot is keeping in touch with those players and seeing how they're treated. Do they get paid? Is their training kit stolen by the uh, by, by members of the Fijian Union who come around and watch the team? This kind of stuff. If that kind of stuff is going on, they're not going to come back and play for it, right? If, if though, it, it does become a properly separate entity from the Fijian Union, the players are treated properly. They get paid on time. Uh, they get paid their full wages. Um, they get uh, they, they have a proper high performance environment. Then you'll see some players actually go. Actually, no, perhaps I will come back. Um, but players who, uh, but but if that doesn't happen, then we won't see any players coming back because if they learn that uh, players aren't getting paid um, or having their training kit or having to provide their own water bottles, um, like, like stories that we've heard previously, then they're not going to come back to be treated that way. Let's be blunt. Uh, as the reviewer says, it will increase Fiji's overall squad depth, if nothing else, which is good to see. Very true. Um, moving on then, and uh, New Zealand Rugby have announced a uh, six-year sponsorship deal with um, Tashio Pharmaceutical um, as a, a premium global partner, whatever that really means. Um, it's for all of the um, uh, All Blacks, so the All Blacks, uh, the all Black Sevens, the, the um, oh dear me, the Black Ferns, the Black Fern Sevens, the Under Twenties, etc. Also, they will be the title sponsor of um, Super Rugby Pacific. Uh, sorry, not Super Rugby Pacific. They'll be um, title sponsors of sorry the Rugby World Cup twenty twenty one, which obviously being played next year here in, here in New Zealand, uh, in New Zealand and Japan, uh, and um, it'll be called um, and they're using a Lipo Lipo Vintan D apparently, which is some sort of energy drink. Um, so um, two things here. One is um, you're not going to see uh, Powerade being drunk at uh, um, All Blacks games anymore, like we have done in the past, and uh, getting being sculled on camera in post-match interviews. Uh, that, that'll disappear. Um, apparently, Lipo Teven D or whatever has, uh, is one of the oldest energy drinks been around since 1962. There we go. Um, whatever that means. Um but I think the other thing we'll see is that uh, they're seeing this as a good way to promote rugby in Japan. So uh, more test matches in Japan for the All Blacks, essentially, because of this. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No doubt there'd be some horse trading going on behind uh, closed doors. Uh, uh, Paul, so case I watch this space. Yep. Also, could this be part of the? Because uh, uh, this this company, Toshio uh, Pharmaceutical, also are big sponsors of the uh, Japanese international team. Um, so uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, if, if, if there, this is also part of uh, a move to obviously encourage Japan to be part of the rugby championship um, as well going forwards, which, let's be honest, I think a lot of us would like to see anyway. So um, even if it is a bit of a underhand dealing, um, who cares? Because it's, it's, an, it's an outcome that we actually want to see. So um, it is what it is. So six years uh, on that one. Um, good to see the sponsorship. And um, yeah, it. Different, different, uh, different energy drink that I've never heard of. So I had no idea. Apparently, it's in twelve different countries. There you go. Um, wow, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, clearly not me. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never seen it on the shelves. Then again, I don't go looking for energy drinks on the shelves. To be honest, um, I go looking for beer. Uh, so if it had been a beer that was a sponsor, I'd have known if it was on the shelves or not. But hey, there we go. Um, the. <laughs> Oh dear, silly, silly. Um, right then, um, predictions time. I think, unless uh, you yes, got anything else. No, no, no. That, that, that's fine. I, what, do you, what do you think? We, I think we should start with our females. Oh, okay. Sorry, I've not actually got a, a an actual. Uh, I've not. That, that's not on Super Brew, so I've not actually got a um, a, a screenshot for that. But um, okay, so we first up, we have Manawatu um, versus Hawks Bay. 
in the um, uh, in the, the championship final. And um, you've got to say, Manawatu um, are looking at uh, looking, looking to be favourites of that one. Uh, I think they've earned home uh, advantage, home field advantage on that one. And um, uh, I think that the the other sort of um, their real true competitor, I thought was going to be Northland on last season's form, but perhaps not on this season's form. Listen, um, listen does, they deserve to, Hawks Bay Tui deserve to be in, in the final based on their performance against Northland last week. I just, yep. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't want to call Northland a one woman woman team, but when that one woman who they were missing is, is there, they certainly, uh, they grow another leg with uh, the presence of, of, of Crystal Murray. But uh, listen, to for the Tui to come back after being down at halftime, really, really impressive. But they come up against a, a Cyclones team that they lost by 67 points to 12 in the first round. And the Cyclones have shown they are a very organised side. And I think, if we think back to last year, I think they were a finalist, a semi-finalist, uh, big your pardon, last year. So they are, to me, they're, they're a premiership side playing in the uh, championship. They'll, they'll be far too good for the Tui. Yeah, no, I think so. I think the the Airpats are only um and yeah they, they beat um the only problem I think might be is um uh it's kind of how much rugby they've had recently because um, obviously Hawks Bay have had uh, have had games recently whereas uh, so there might be a little bit of rustiness around Manawa too but um uh, I think they'll come home uh, and uh, win that one. And then the uh, second game uh, sees Canterbury hosting Waikato. Boy oh boy, um, and this is an interesting one. Waikato missing nine Black Ferns, uh, Canterbury missing six, but in, but uh, importantly, missing Kendra Coxedge uh, in that one. So, as I say, 15 Black Ferns missing from this. Uh, that didn't hamper Bay of, uh, um, uh, Waikato uh, last weekend uh, when uh, they got through the uh, preliminary final against Wellington. Um, and so, uh, yes, I think I think uh, Waikato could do it this year. Obviously, very close last year, didn't quite make it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm back in Waikato in a close one um, this time by, by three points uh, against Canterbury. But uh, it's going to be a cracking game, I think. Yeah, nothing between these two sides. Of course, they played <clears throat> in round two, Canterbury winning 24 points to 17, and of course that was a game that could have gone either way, and that was a game where they did have all their black ferns uh, running around, probably maybe less the uh, <clears throat> girls who were away at the Sevens Olympics at, at the time, but um, hey, I you know what? I'm going to go for the home side. The Canterbury is so hard to hard to beat down there, um, and I think, you know, unlucky for Waikato, you know, under this level lockdown, this game, I think, I think would have been played in Hamilton. Is that, that correct, Paul? No, no, no. It, would, it, would, it always would have been played in, um, in Canterbury. They, they are, they are, they, they finished higher. But um, the, but Waikato, uh, yeah. Look, they've clearly had a bit of. Uh, um, it's been a bit tough for them. Obviously, they had to re- relocate to Cambridge um, and then fly down. Uh, and obviously, they they they've had disruptive um, preparation. Uh, but uh, even so, now I'm 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 back in Waikato. You're going for you're going for Canterbury. Uh, we'll see who uh, who takes first. Yeah, it should be a cracking game um, on uh, Saturday. Okay, we'll put a dollar. We'll put a dollar on that one, and whoever has to put a a, a bet on a weekend bet on, um, whoever gets that wrong. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> moving on then to uh, the MPC. Now, folks, if you're looking to um, to put money on on a game, then for me, it's got to be the first game: Wellington versus Canterbury, um, because the TAB, when I last looked, had Can- had Wellington as favourites. Now, Wellington. Have only won one game all season, um, and that was against uh, Northland. I'm um, so yeah. I've I've been Canterbury by ten. I I see there's been clear winners. Uh, I, Stephen, am I missing something here, or what's um, <coughs> you, or, you are missing? Are you you are, are missing? <coughs> no. We're, I think we're all missing something, something there, Paul. Because uh, when I um, you know based on <clears throat> based on Wellington's Wellington's form, and they will be a little bit stronger. And they'll get a little little bit of leadership in terms of Dane Dane Coles <clears throat> coming in for his his first game of the season. It's also proving as a as a fitness test for for uh, for the um, for the, the the I was going to call him a former All Black, but he's not a former All Black. He's <clears throat> he's still an All Black, um, but that's offset with Sam Whitelock coming back into the uh, into the Canterbury team. And boy, on paper on paper these sides 
look relatively even, but uh, one area where Wellington has really, really struggled a little bit this year, well, two areas. One has been at scrum time. I would hope that Coles will shore that that particular area up, um, you know, to a reasonable extent. And the other area has just been in and around their discipline, Paul, because I think that's single-handedly uh, cost them a, a couple of really, really close games, and it was there for, for everybody to see against Bayer Plenty. The, um, yeah, so it's, uh, the TAB have got Canterbury at $2.05 now. Um, I got in when they were even higher than that um, with my dollar. Uh, so, um, yeah, big spend to me. Um, so, uh, Wellington, $1.70 favourites. I, yeah, I, don't, I just don't get that. Um, the uh, Now, we're going to shoot through the rest. We've got, we've got three more yep. three more competitions to go through. And if we do this, we'll be here until uh, 7 o'clock and I'll be hungry. And that's fine. <laughs> um, Hawks Bay against Tasman. Look, this is game of the weekend. Uh, Run Fully Shield Challenge. Uh, look, I'm going Tasman by three, two times champions. Um, Stephen, you, you, uh, I know you're, you're with the home side. Uh, by, by how many? Boy, I think it's going to be close. I think the home side by um, by seven. By seven? What, that's not close. That's whole score. Wow. <laughs> um, the next two, I think, are, are, are pretty easy calls. Um, Otago versus Taranaki. Taranaki having a fantastic season. Have won all of their games, including games against Premiership teams. So for me, it's Naki by 10. Southland, a team that's um, also um, the, 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 the struggling a little bit, just like Otago is. But Manawa 2, again, another team with Aaron Smith, um, performing well above expectations this year. So I've, gone ter- I've got Manawa 2 by 10. I think two away, two pretty comfortable away wins in those two. Well, I'm, I'm going to well, I'm gonna go for Taranaki over Otago, despite not having uh, Josh Lord. I still think they're, they're, they're too good a team uh, all round, that'd be some sort of turn up if Otago can turn that around. But for me, I'm going for Southland to bounce back against Manawatu, and that's because it's being played down in uh, Invercargill this weekend. And to be brutally honest, I know that um, um, uh, a text match, a test that text that was sent to uh, to um, to uh, to Dale, Dale McLeod, the Southland coach, and uh, yeah, he came back and he 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 wasn't pleased. He said they didn't turn up. That that's that's footy. Um, I'm just looking at the weather forecast on uh, on Sunday down in Invercargill. Unfortunately, it's going to be sunny, so I was hoping it might be <laughs> wet conditions. No. But you know what? I'm still going to stick my my you're, head you're, on the block and go for something. You're, you're you're letting your friendship with your mate there um, <laughs> override your decision. Uh, the uh, the, the TABs with me, they've got uh, Manawatu at $1.49 and Southland at $2.50. So, um, yeah, not uh, that that's not happening. Um, moving on then to the um, URC, which is I'm having a pretty, I've had a pretty good start to this one um, with my picks. Um, but um, Ulster Benetton, I expect Ulster at home to beat the Italians. Uh, the um, Ospreys against uh, the Sharks. Well, look, uh, the Shark, all the Southland sides are, are, are traveling, are struggling. So Ospreys. Um, with the uh, with the win there, with the win there, Leinster. Well, that's going to be a big win against Zebra. Yeah. Glasgow against the Lions. The Lions, the only Southampton team to have won a game so far, but that was against Zebra. Um, so I'm going back in Glasgow to win that one by five. Connaught against the Dragons. Look, two teams that uh, generally struggle away from home, and hence uh, and uh, Connaught is not an easy place to go to. So, easy, so home win there, and then basically the next two. To get its teams against African teams who are traveling and, and struggling, so I'm going for the home teams there. And then finally, Munster up against Scarlets that should be a cracking game, actually. But I'm going with with the away team. Um, disagree with any of those uh, those calls, Stephen? Um, the only oh, they South African sides have to have to basically get a get a win at, at some time. I'm, I'm actually going to go for the Vodacom Bulls over the Cardiff Blues. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the most likely of them. I agree. Uh, mm. I, I just don't. I, I don't know when they'll have the their um, Springboks back. Actually, we, that that would be a um, good thing to know. But uh, from what I understand, that all the Springboks are flying home to South Africa um, for a couple of days, or for, for a couple of weeks. Sorry, with family because they've been locked, been 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 away from family since June, uh, and uh, therefore I don't think they'll have their Springboks back until after the November tour. So um, I think they're going to. I think all those South African teams are going to struggle. Um, up until December, um, to be honest with you, but yeah, that's the that's the most likely one uh, to, to 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 go the other way. Into the Gallagher Premiership, um, and uh, 
running through these ones then uh quinn's um look champions going well bristol uh since ever, ever since they've uh, renewed pat lamb's um contract have been uh, struggling so uh home win there extra chiefs uh against worcester warriors look worcester warriors are one of the teams that will be down the bottom end extra haven't started well but look this is this is time for them to to start picking up some wins um gloucester is struggling cell sharks look a decent side might even have some of their their um, spring box back um leicester tigers going well so i expect them to beat irish who'll be down the bottom end saracens against falcons saracens seems to have, have fought, this is their first saracens home game since getting promoted so, so i can see them really being up for that one and then finally the saints have been going well um, so i expect them to see off um, wasps finally in uh, actually we've got Stephen back so Stephen, anything different in the gallagher premiership there um, yeah, well, I, I just sort of um, lost contact with you there. I thought John O'Connor might have hijacked my um, my internet because of his love of uh, English rugby, uh, Paul. So, <laughs> or his non non love of English rugby. I suppose the surprise for me is is Leicester, that, that real huge, hmm. huge turnaround, you know, and they just gathered gathered some really good momentum. I mean, so they're on that plus twenty three, which means that they're, they're scoring points at the moment. Only um, you know they haven't quite they've picked up two bonus points on their travels and of course Bristol when you're talking about surprises at the other end they are the big surprise listen I can't see any changes I think you've pretty much nailed it I, I think yeah I think with Saracens and Newcastle you're probably um a bit conservative there I would have probably gone well a little bit more for for one but um listen now I have to I have to agree with everything uh that you've got down there Paul yeah, I was to, so there you go. I'll put the house on a multi, a six uh, six game multi then because Stephen says I'm, 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 I've got it right, um, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, we've got top 14. Um, and uh, look, top 14 is pretty simple. Um, essentially, you pick the home team, which is what I've done with all of these. Mm. There are no away games there. There are away teams there that, uh, that to me, look like upsetting the the other side. The, the, the only two there that are uh, possible... Um, look, Larishal has struggled this year. Um, and Cast have been going, have been decent. Um, but um, look, a, a Rog, uh, look, Larishal made it to the um, European Champions Cup final, didn't they? Um, did they win it? I can't remember now. Yeah, they did. Um, so, um, so look, they're a very decent side. At some point, they're going to click. Uh, so yeah. So hence, I've gone with them. The other one is Stade Francais versus um, Clermont. Um, look, Stade Francais up and down. But actually, when you look at it, the only team they've lost to at home. Um, has been Racing 92, who are also a, a Parisian team. So hence, that's not really an away game for the Parisians, um, whereas all the other teams have to travel and will send up weaker teams. Uh, so, look, with uh, with no Toulouse away game, and they, they seem to be the only team, uh, no Racing 92, those are the two teams that seem to be able to win away. Everyone else seems to uh, seems to struggle. So hence, I've just gone all home teams. Mm. Yeah, no, French, French rugby, that's usually the best rule of thumb. Go for, go for the home sides and you'll make some money. Yep. So um so yep, so there we go. That's uh, that's the, the last of our predictions, folks. Uh let us know if you've got any any other uh, if you disagree or agree. Um you can always contact us on uh, um, Twitter at Driving Mall um, or our Facebook page, um New Zealand Sport Radio. Also, um we really could do with um, your support. So head over to patreon.com forward NZ Sport Radio um, to become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, you can become a supporter for as a dollar a month. Um, and we do really, really appreciate it. Stephen and I have got some new, brand new cameras coming through, so hopefully you will see some better, better pictures uh, in the in about a month, or sorry, in, in a couple of weeks or so, hopefully. Um, and uh, uh, so, and that's only possible because of supporters to the channel uh, that we've been able to buy that tech. So um, please do become supporters; uh, it does mean the absolute world to us. And uh, thank you very much for your time, Stephen. Have a great weekend. Oh, sorry, folks. Just last reminder, we won't be here tomorrow at 5 p.m. because there is a yeah, Ramphilly Shield game on at that time, and we'll be watching that. But we will be back on Sunday at 5 p.m. for Lockdown and, Beers and Rugby Chat. And just before I go, um, just obviously with uh, North Harbour, Auckland, and Auckland uh, pretty much done and dusted for the season, that probably almost vacates it almost pretty much puts me up for the season as well i was hoping to get out and cover the, cover some of those games so hopefully somewhere along the line i may get to see a, a northern game if they have another home game after the otago game which is uh next 
Friday night. So I'll see how we go. So once again, just thank you to Paul's patrons out there for supporting the, the channel as well. Um, I mean, to say just personally, uh, Paul Paul does a, a great great job on the uh, the station here, and just to have this medium or yeah something a little bit a little bit different is is a fantastic thing. So yeah, stay with us. Thank you, Stephen. And look, there is a small chance we still could have the Super City Cup um, that's between North Harbour, Auckland and Candice Manukau that Stephen could be the premier reporter for. We will have to uh, um, wait and see on that one. Um, it's all up in the air. We still have until before the end of November and it only would take three weekends. So who knows? Who knows? Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 